Welcome to Sitco Water Streamline Podcast, where we get into the flow of what's going on at Sitco Water and take a deeper dive on some important topics. On today's episode, we're discussing the book Becoming a Category of One by Joe Calloway, and specifically the topic of how to transcend the commodity trap. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Todd Fox, and today I'm joined by Jeff Morrison, and for the first time here on the podcast, Alex Meadows, Sitka Water's Chief Revenue Officer. So, Alex, welcome to the podcast, and uh, just want to start, we always enjoy using this time to, to catch up or, or learn something new about Jeff or one of our guests, and uh, so I want to include you in that today. So, Alex, what, what's a hobby or interest of yours that, that maybe people don't know about you? Yeah, thanks, Todd. I'm, I'm certainly glad to be here and looking forward to being a part of this. Um, I think everybody knows that that knows me in the organization. I'm an outdoorsman, avid. I hunt, fish, mm-hmm. boat. Started playing a little golf recently. What most people may not know is I am an avid podcast listener. So I am uh, oh, yeah. generally drawn to true crime. That's what I do in all my hours of travel, whether it's in an nice. airport, airplane, or in the car. Um, and I listen to a little bit of poker theory. Because that is one of my hidden hobbies. Is I am okay. a, a Texas. I'm a Texas Hold'em player. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So is, is the Streamline podcast in your top ten rotation? It well, it's, I'm having a hard time finding it on my on my uh, platform, but it's okay, obviously well, going to be one of, one of my favorites after I hear myself on it. <laughs> we'll get Beth to help you out and, and put it on there on uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yeah, major platforms. <laughs> I think that's just a poor excuse as to why he hasn't listened to any Pro- of these. Probably so, probably so. If you're listening right now, you're ahead of the curve and you, you get a star <laughs> for being a listener. Tell your friends. Well, uh, Alex, we're glad to have you. Uh, Jeff, we're, uh, back with you always. Uh, glad to have you here. And today we're talking about how a business uh, can transcend the commodity trap. A commodity is a product that essentially is the same across the board, right? Regardless of the supplier, uh, because the product's essentially the same, the supplier can only compete by lowering their price, typically anyways, and their margins are small and there's no customer loyalty. So why do you guys think, and Jeff, I'll start with you, why are more and more companies finding themselves uh, in in what feels like a commodity market and, and how can they differentiate themselves from their competition? Look, I think... In lots of different ways, uh, everybody's trying to figure out more things to do, more products to have, more services to have. Everybody is trying their best to to add more things. And when that happens, the more people that are selling more things, the more commoditized it it then becomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to you have to you know we we still are in the leading spot in many of the things that we do, but we do see from time to time people try to get into something that we're doing or, you know, there's some competitive pressure or somebody else enters the market or whatever it might be to try. And it just continues to to redefine what what, what a commodity is or maybe may even make an item more commoditized because there are more players or more people involved. And so I, right. I think that's just a constant battle that we're going to continue to face as we as we uh embark you know on this journey of of continuing to try to make ourselves a category of one company that's it's something that we're gonna definitely see and and i think we're still in a great spot to 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 def, to to really overcome that however it's it's get harder it gets harder and harder all the time 
Right, right. There's pieces of our business that that could could kind of fall into that price war category, and there's places where we're we're very differentiated. So, Alex, what what would you say to that? And they gave an example in the book of of luxury cars. Even luxury cars used to be the BMW was head and shoulders above the competition, but now you go to the lot and and they're all pretty good. So, how do we differentiate ourselves? Well, I mean, everybody makes a good product, right? I mean, that's right. that's the one of the notes that we have here, the price of entry into the game of business is that you have to have a quality product, mm-hmm. you have to have good service, and you have to have a competitive price. So those three things are not the differentiator. I mean, those three things are just the price of admission to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Sitco Water, well, I, by the way, I can remember when everything became a commodity. And you used to go make a sales call on someone and you presented a product and a value proposition that was a solution and and you could, you know, ask for the order. And then it changed when people would spin around as you were walking out the door and start Googling what it was that you just talked about <laughs> to find out what, what you, if what you said was true, if there were some yeah. variances on that, if, they, would, if it could, they could find a better deal, a better service, a better product, a better price. So that's when it all really became commodity, and and that's not changing. A uh, good thing that one of the things that we've done, or a number of things we've done at Sitco Water to differentiate ourselves, is to weaponize the our what we what is our value proposition, what are some of our expertise and core competencies. If you look at mm-hmm. like going back 20 years ago when we started doing mini bulk delivery, on to to water treatment chemical and sewer plants. I mean, no nobody did that. It will be a huge differentiator. Well, we fancy that up and make it a little better, and we add some more value proposition. It's our clean chemical program, clean inventory program. We add we add a layer of expertise with subject matter experts like our brand manager groups and our really high tech ends with our smart metering and our integrated tech group. Right. So we're continuing to try to find ways to take a a product that could certainly be looked at as a commodity and differentiate ourselves and add a value proposition to it so we have something to sell other than the price of admission which is a quality product a competitive price and good service yeah that's that's a great answer Uh, yeah i feel like we've kind of created this uh this uh imitation of like an apple ecosystem right where we're offering several different products and really holistically everything everything you need to take water from the source deliver it to the consumer and return it back to the source again and um you know they they may start with us in one area but but then they find we have these different offerings and and so we're really able to create brand and customer loyalty that way um jeff one of the examples that joe calloway uses in the book uh, becoming a category one he talks about uh, southwest airlines and recent headlines aside they've they uh, maybe are not um, on top of their game lately, <laughs> but recent headlines aside, they're still in the book. Some, they're still in the book. Yeah, they're right. still in the book. The right. book maybe is, uh, you know, might be yeah. five years old or more. Right. Um, what, what are some of the ways that historically speaking, Southwest set themselves apart in the airline industry? They started doing things differently. What do you think about that? I mean, look, I, I think they did a lot of things that were that set themselves apart. And I think there's still some things they do. I, I think you get on a you get on a United Airlines flight and everybody's as serious as the day is long and it's mm-hmm. hard to get anybody to smile or even act like they're enjoying their job. You get on a Southwest flight, even today, even with the problems they've had and everybody's smiling, they're dressed in shorts, they're relaxed, they're telling jokes, they're trying to make it a fun experience for the flyer. Right. Uh, so I, I do think they're still you know, in that, in that deal. And a lot of this category of one stuff is taking something – that that we do 
that is mundane as 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 welcoming people onto the airplane or how we answer the phone potentially or how we package our goods or how we do the because everybody as Alex just said has a good product has good service and has a competitive price so we have to look at all the other things that are surrounding that in order to mm-hmm. differentiate ourselves and I think that's what Southwest did is they said how do we look how do we do all these things that are required for the job or as a pay to play entry piece how do we make those better? How do we spice them up? How do we just put a little different spin on them mm-hmm. than the next guy? Uh, and I think that's what when we when we really get into the meat of this this how we how we how we become a category of one. A lot of it is big stuff that we're doing solutions, but a lot of it also is how do we do the things that everybody else is doing just a little bit different or a little bit better? I think that's what Southwest right. has done. And I think that's what people notice and, and what why people have enjoyed their service over the years as opposed to other airlines. Yeah, as far as those personalities and, and you, people look happy to be there and they're just more engaging. Alex, how, how much do you think that's attributable to them being intentional, paying attention to who they hire? Oh, it's, yeah, it absolutely starts right there. So I had a conversation with a prospective um, employee last week. And it's someone that that would be a friend of Sitco Water, someone who who we know, a family mm-hmm. that knows her company, and spoke spoke with this young man at length. And he ended the conversation by saying, the one thing that concerns me the most is my lack of knowledge of the industry. And I said, hey, I get that. Um, and I will tell you, as, as a sales leader 20 years ago, I tried to find employees that knew the business, that knew the industry, that knew the products because it was Mm -hmm. easier for me. But I told him today what we try to find is we try to find good quality people that are hardworking and that are good culture fits, reliable, trustworthy. And we can certainly teach about the product, about the company, about the processes, right. and about the industry. So I think it's, it starts right there. It starts with the people, and that's why we are so focused in our why statement, and that's why we're so focused on our working together principles. Is uh, we know that if our if if we have the right group of people here at Sitco Water, there at Southwest Airlines, then we can ultimately create happy customers. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think it's about getting the, the right people uh, on board. And then as, as Jeff talks about, you got to get them in the, the right seat on the bus. Um, a, a great example. Um, one of the best examples of differentiation in, in the book is a story about a tire company uh, from the northwestern United States. Uh, do, Jeff, do you want to recount that uh, and yeah. what it was that makes them such a standout? Yeah, so we've all gone to get our tires changed. We've all gone to get our oil changed. We've all had that experience where you mm-hmm. wander into the place and everybody looks busy. Everybody looks like they don't have time to fiddle with you. You kind of stand mm-hmm. in line. It's like, hey, man, I got this problem out here. Come take a look at it. It's just it, it almost you almost feel like you're in the way sometimes when you go in those places. And right. th- this company, uh, the as soon as you get out to the, you get to the facility or you pull on the facility, somebody runs to your car, literally <laughs> physically runs to your car uh, at a tire change place. And so they differentiated themselves by the fact that instead of you having to go in and kind of make your wander your way through the, the rigmarole of trying to figure out what you need or what you do, they run somebody out to your car. Uh, so, you know, once again, a small thing, but if I had a choice to go somewhere where 
a guy ran to my car that was going to mm-hmm. help me versus me wandering in trying to f- – I would go where the guy was running to my car. And so right. I, I think that's the that's another example of – it's a Southwest type of story. Uh, you know, uh, as we start to unpack this ourselves, what's this – what are we – how what what are we doing to run to people's cars? I think that's you know a really really important thing to think about. Yeah, I love I love the analogy, and I think it could be one of those um, those analogies that sticks around a talking point. You know, how are we running to the car? What does running to the car look like uh, for Sitka Water? How are we going above and beyond to make happy customers? Um, so, Alex, what would you say? What what's our version, or what are some examples of of how we've run to the car uh, to to meet customers where they're at? I would also um, steal a tagline from a commercial from 100 years ago. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm. And so it starts with the person that answers the phone at Sidco Water, mm. uh, not necessarily knowing everything about every single product we sell, but certainly understanding our organization and how to make the customer feel like they have called the right person to solve their problem. Mm-hmm. So it, start, it starts there. And and then obviously we put our money where our mouth is. We've made 24-hour deliveries on holidays, on weekends, wherever they need to go. We have emergency access lines to all of our big branches. You know, one of the one of the differentiators again in water treatment chemicals simply is that tank monitoring. That's not right. anything that a customer ever asked us to do. But that was us running to them. Hey, we we know that you've got a lot on your plate, and we certainly don't want one of the big things to happen is for you to run out of product. So make us your partner and let us put these tank monitors in, and we will watch your inventory for you and then make sure you don't have to call us on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are some of the ways that we run to to our customer. Yeah, that's great. And I think if we could keep that in mind, you know, to have that image. You know, not everyone's reading this book, but man, if if all of us could hold on to that thought, you know, how we, can we yeah. how can we do it a little bit better? How can we run to the car? What were we gonna say, I, Jeff? I, I think I, well, here here's what I think too about this whole process that we're going through here as we unpack this is, you know, the idea that we're we're the same or just a little bit better than our competition because we do certain things is is great. Uh, however, what we do needs to stick in the minds of the customer. It doesn't need to be something that you know we think we think is better. It needs to be something that actually benefits the customer. It actually and 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 sometimes we get comfortable with we just do it well. We just answer the phone more than the next guy, or we're just able to you know get the get the truck there on days the other guy's not getting there that's all good Mm -hmm. our customers have come to expect that though from us right that's that's who we are that's who we are and so we have to continue to build upon that right we have to continue to move forward we talked about change in a couple of the episodes before and one of the elements of that is how do we continue to morph and change and stay ahead of the competition um, mm-hmm. it, because that is really where we need to be. We don't need to be reactive. We need to be the one that is proactively moving our business forward with things and more things and more to, to make it easier for the customer to provide them more solutions, to give them to, to run to their car. It's our mm-hmm. job to figure that out, not to be reactionary because somebody else is all of a sudden caught up with us. So now we have to go. We have to stay in front of, of in front of the competition in that way. There's right. a uh, there's a um, auto repair and tire store here. It's a chain in um, the Low Country of South Carolina, mm-hmm. based in Charleston. Gerald Gerald's Tire and Auto, 
and they've got these dilapidated looking red buildings um, all around town and in some some neighborhoods that might be a little bit sketchy feeling. Mm-hmm. But every woman that brings a car there, because that's one of the big fears, right? Your, my wife, your wife, they don't, they don't want to take their car to the shop because they think somebody's going to hustle them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get scammed. So that they, they give every woman a rose, which maybe that's a little cheesy, maybe it's not, but they've been doing it for thirty years, wow. and and they charge for no diagnostics. So if a woman just pulls in and says, hey, I've, I've got this problem, they, they hand her a rose, they make her feel comfor- comfortable, mm-hmm. and they don't charge her to look at her car. And because of that, that place will be lined up every morning with people that just feel comfortable going there to get their car worked on. And wow. so it's it, it goes to what Jeff just said. That they're not just saying, hey, we do it. They have lived it for years and years and years, and the customers are – are drawn to that that's right wow that's cool that's cool that's a great example well um time flies when you're having fun uh we're ready to wrap up this episode so 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 closing thoughts uh today's customers they really want to know that companies are paying attention to them right we talked about that so alex or jeff uh, any final thoughts as we wind down this episode about about how sitco water can continue to transcend uh commodity if if I don't say it here, I'm going to say it on the next episode and maybe maybe both. We have to be true to our why, the why that Sitco Water opens the doors every single day. We have to believe in our story. And one thing that I have um, that has really just smothered me lately with changes in personnel and making a lot of customer calls is we have to tell our customers our story. Now, Jeff says we don't just need to tell them the story. We need to show them that we are who we say we are. But there's no one else going to tell them who we are if we don't do it. And we'll we'll talk about that in some future episodes. Yeah, I I think I think my my thing about this is um, we always all of us here have to be thinking about ways when we're working on a daily basis, if we were the customer, if we were the customer and we interacted with Sitco Water, mm-hmm. how would we feel? Right. Put yourself on the other side of the coin. Okay. And and I think that changes your mindset when you're thinking about how to defy the commodity trap. If I am if I'm doing something like answering the phone or packing goods to go on a truck or you know delivering the goods or how would you want that person to be how would you want that shipment to look how would you want that person to sound on the other end of the phone how would you so so we all have expectations as consumers ourselves that oftentimes we don't think about when we're at work at Sitco Water when when we're when we're talking to one of our customers and we need to mm-hmm. we need to flip the script sometimes and think about what if we were in that person's shoes how mm-hmm. would we feel? Because ultimately, all that matters is what they think. It doesn't really matter what we think. It matters right. what they think. That's the most important thing. So we have to, I think, as we think about defining the commodity trap and becoming a category of one company, we need to flip the script oftentimes when we're in our jobs going to work thinking, how would we, how would we want to be treated? And I think mm-hmm. that's something that we all can, we all can think about. Amen. That's good. Well, Alex, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Jeff, thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening uh, to the Streamline podcast. Don't forget to keep watching Streamline email on Chatter for info about new podcast releases when they come out. And thanks, as always, for being solutions-driven, commitment-given.